off with the nugget this morning. Prayer is life's greatest. Prayer is life's greatest. Uh-oh. Had them rocking and reeling there, I guess. Okay, one more time. Prayer is life's greatest time saver. Think about that. Okay, now we'll, we'll get started. Father, we praise you. We just give you thanks, Lord, as we look to your word, Father God. We thank you, Lord, that it enlightens our lives, Father God. I thank you, Lord, that our eyes of our understanding are being opened, Father God. We thank you, Lord. Greater revelation is being given to us by your Holy Spirit as we read and hear your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I'll start off with, have you done your Christmas shopping yet? Amen. You have six days left. Oh, wife is kind of giggling. I haven't been out of the house yet, so... I don't know how to get online either, so it's... <laughs> yeah, but looking for other things is different. <laughs> and be sure to be careful out there if you're going out there because there's some crazies out there. <laughs> okay. If you have your radios on or on your cars or at home, um, you may be hearing some Christmas songs going forth. Uh, happy songs, uh, like it's a most wonderful time of the year. Have a holly jolly Christmas. Jingle bells. Walking in a wonder, winter wonderland. All these are uh, communicate to us that Christmas is here, a time of joy. Amen? So we're going to look at the first Christmas, so turn with me to Matthew chapter 2. That's Matthew chapter 2. Oh, we'll just start with verse 1. Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, Behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. Well, how can we improve Christmas, if any? Uh, improving Christmas is reading, reading the, the story of, or the account of Jesus' birth. Um, we see here that there were wise men, magi, coming from the east to find the new king of Israel. The attitude of these men certainly can raise our level of joy, their attitude. What was their attitude? Verse 2, where is he that is born king of the Jews? What do you seek this Christmas? What are you seeking this Christmas? 
Your level of joy at Christmas is directly related to what you seek. The level of joy this Christmas is directly related to what you seek. What is it you want out of Christmas? What's your expectations? What are you looking for? And is it right? Only you can answer those questions. The Magi, the three wise men, uh, well, there's more than three, but I don't know how they come up, you know. Uh, they say uh, supposed to be a, a whole entourage that went with them, actually. Because uh, if these wise men were traveling and they were as rich as they were, I don't think they'd be camping out on their own. They would have their uh, cooks and all that, you know, Everything prepared for them, so they, they weren't alone, but we'll let that stand aside. That's another rabbit trail we can get into. What were they looking for? Where is the king that is born? Chris, Christmas for them was an opportunity to worship. Christmas was an opportunity to worship the Lord, the new king. Um, this is what we need to be looking forward to in our own lives, worshiping our king. Yes. Amen. Uh, we need, I can't say a new fresh ex uh, uh, worship experience, but we need a new fresh glimpse of what Christmas is all about. Not what you see in, or hear on the radio or the advertisements, you know. I don't know what the, the toy is for this year, but you know, a few years back they had uh, uh, Crazy Elmo or whatever it is, and they had those Cabbage Patch dolls, and um, I mean, you know, every Christmas seems to be something. Uh, it was one one year it was a scooter or big wheels. I remember way back when. Uh, so you know, everybody there was something you know that was high on the list for all the kids. I don't know what it is today because my kids would want a new car or something. <laughs> it's different. Uh, if our goal this Christmas is to worship the Lord, then we will not be uh, dissatisfied with this experience when you worship the Lord. This is what the, the wise men came to do, to worship the Lord. Amen. So, with that, our what are you seeking? The first question we have. Now, where do you look? Where do you look? Your level of joy at Christmas is directly related to where you look. We learned that the Magi went to the wrong place to find the king. They went to the palace of King Herod the Great. So, and Herod says, no, I'm, I'm king here. No, so oftentimes we, uh, at Christmas, we're looking at other places. Yeah. Uh, and uh, like the uh, Magi found out, it was a great mistake going there. And uh, oftentimes we will make the same mistake of looking elsewhere, looking for something else. Amen. Uh, we're tempted at Christmas to look elsewhere also, unfortunately. Um, 
by getting something or giving something, you know, it, uh, we think we'll be satisfied. But that's not the satisfaction that uh, true Christmas is. It's, it's who you seek and what are you looking for. If you're looking for the things uh, under the tree, you know, that's, uh, you're going to feel a little bit of a disappointment because it's not going to fulfill your needs. Okay. When the Magi looked for the right place, looked for the right place, they looked to God. We need to look to God for the right place. Okay. Uh, let's go to verse 6. Uh, and thou, Bethlehem, in the land of Judea, art not, art not the least among the princes of Judah? For out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people Israel. Verse 8. And he sent them, the wise men, to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the young child, and when you have found him, bring, bring word uh, again that I may come and worship him, worship him also. Wow. Uh, with new information, the wise men are now going, are knowing where to look now. We're going to go to Bethlehem. Okay. The house of bread. Verse 10, and when, uh, well, let's go to verse 9. And when they heard the king, they departed, and lo, the star which they had saw in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. And when, he, and when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. Hallelujah. So, uh, where do we look? At the right place. Get directions from God. Okay. Amen. Now, when you get there, they sought him to worship him. Finally got the right place to find him. What are they to give? What are they to give? Your level of joy at Christmas is directly related to what you give. The Magi came to Jesus bearing gifts. Their gifts were entirely appropriate. Gold for a king, frankincense for a gift for a, a priest, and um, myrrh was given for the dead, a fragrant ointment to use and anoint the body for burial. And Jesus had to die for the sins of the world. So those three gifts were given. That's verse 11. And when they came to the, into the house, they, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented him gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. So we know where to seek. We know where to look. And what are we to give? You know, what are we to give? We ought to give an appropriate gift. 
an important gift. Uh, the gift of our, our love and kindness to family and friends. A gift to help those that are hurting. A gift of for forgiveness to those that have hurt us. These are the kind of gifts we should give as a result of a joyous meaning of Christmas. But we know giving presents or gifts is always a problem. Hello. If you love someone, you want to make sure that you give them something special. Amen? So you take them by the hand and you go to the store. <laughs> I, <laughs> ideally, you want to see, what, uh, see the joy in their eyes as they see the gift and open it with a big surprise, right? Uh, and you're, you're saying, this is, this is the perfect gift. That, that, oh, this is perfect. That's always what I wanted. But that's not always what happens. Uh, I mean, some of us have opened some gifts, and what is this? <laughs> okay. I already got one. Uh, this is the wrong color. Uh, this is broken. Ever open a gift, and something's just kind of, oh, it's, it's already in pieces. <laughs> it's not one of those that you put together, either. So, what do you do to do to give someone who has everything? What do you do when someone has everything? We'll say, if, you know, uh, for example, if you want, if if you knew Mr. Trump or some of these billionaires, what would you give this individual? They they have everything, right? I mean. They can buy anything they want. I mean, there's nothing not available to them. So, um, would you buy something exotic? You know, well, you know. Um, well, then thing again. What you buy could buy is it wouldn't amount to too much except for the thought behind it. Amen. So, with this thought in mind today, what would you give Jesus? We knew what the the magi brought him, the three, three, you know, the three wise men, we say, we say. What would you give Jesus today? Oh, boy. What you give to him that uh, he would appreciate? What would you give him that he would appreciate? You know, let's uh, look to Hebrews chapter 1. Looking at verse, oh, let's go to verse 1. Hebrews 1, 1. God, who at sundry times and in diverse manners spake in times past unto the, unto the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he hath appointed, appointed heir of all things, by whom 
also he made the world. So here you're trying to give a gift to someone who made the world. I mean, he, he, he's made everything already. So what are you going to give someone that has the world? Let's go now to the book of, back up to the book of Colossians. Colossians chapter 1, again. Not again, but Colossians chapter 1. Verse 17. And he is before all things, and by him things all consist. So uh, he's not only the creator, but he holds things all together. Well, so what will you give someone who, who not only has everything, but could actually make anything you wanted? Okay. What would you give to Jesus that would make him smile? Hmm. Does Jesus have a wish list? Wish list, okay. Some of us have wish lists. Yeah. My list was this big until it got like this. So uh, all of us have on our minds, okay, I can get there, I'll get this, maybe they'll get me this, you know. So does Jesus have that type of wish list? If you don't know what somebody wants, you should ask them. So that's what we're going to do this morning. Ask Jesus, what does he want this morning from each and every one of us? All right, are you ready? Let's go to the Old Testament. Find the Old Testament. And you want to find... The book of Micah. The three M's. Well, not quite the three M. Micah. You'll find him right after Jonah. That's Micah. Our answer is found in the Old Testament. Old Testament, the book of Micah. God gave to Micah a message for the people so they wouldn't forget. So we're going to find out a, some gifts here that, that we shouldn't forget. We need to keep them upright. In Michael's book, Micah's book, his message is very blunt, direct, concise, plain-spoken, no-nonsense, straightforward. So when we find out what it is, we're not going to have any, does he mean this or that? It's going to be concise. Um, Micah's book basically is a condemnation to the, to the religious and political Leaders, who, this is the book, who use their position to take advantage of other people. Okay. Micah was a prophet of social reform. Are we having a reform in our country? <laughs> uh -huh. 
There was governmental and uh, religious corruption throughout Israel. Moral chaos and international tension with Israel. If you'll read the book of Micah, uh, enjoy it again when you read it because it's, it's short chapters. Okay. In the middle of his discourse, find Micah chapter 6, the sixth chapter. Um, Micah tells us what gifts God's desire from his people. Chapter 6. But first we're going to look at some things that uh, the Lord is, can receive but is not uh, the top priority, okay? Micah 6, verse 6. Wherewith shall I come before the Lord and bow myself before the high God? Shall I come before him with burnt offerings, with calves of a year old? Um, this is the quality of sacrifice that God wanted throughout the fest festivals. They had, they had these, but he says, these are sacrifices. Uh, this would be the best they had. But this is not what he wanted. Verse 7, will the Lord be pleased with a thousand rams or with ten thousands of, of rivers of oil? Shall I give my firstborn for my transgression, the fruit of my body for, for the sin of my soul? So in other words, uh, we're seeing here the quality of sacrifice or the quantity of sacrifice, the vast amounts of sacrifices we can give the Lord. You know, these are, these are good, but it's not quite what he's talking about. Um, he even gave, this individual says, I'll give you my firstborn, which is the ultimate sacrifice. In other words, let's make a deal. What do you want? And I'll give it to you. A lot of Christmas, Christmas uh, transactions are that way. What do you want? I'll give it to you. you know. There's nothing wrong with these type of sentiments, you know, gifts. Uh, they're good and they're noble and they're, they're proper. God is pleased that when we offer, offer things to him. You know, not our, our children, but you know, on sacrifice, elder, that, you know, burn off them. The, these ideas here that we've looked at are, are man's servitude of giving, all right? Holy smokes, we're moving fast. If you've already seen down there, verse, verse 8 is the key. He has shown thee, O man, what is good. And what does the Lord require of thee? What are, what are the requirements for a Christmas gift to the Lord? Because that's what we're talking about. To do justly, and to love mercy, and to walk humbly with God. Three things. Amen. Okay, three things. Justly. This is God's own personal character, 
characteristic. God is just. He is, he is absolutely fair and righteous in all his dealings. So he's asking us to be the same. Just, justice means doing right. Biblical uh, concepts which uh, being just can be found caring for the poor, remembering the widows and orphans, speaking the truth, Paying a fair wage or doing a job properly for a fair wage. Having honest scales. No cheating. No extortion. Refusing to take advantage of the less unfortunate. We do, we do, as we do this, we will become known to God. We will have justice. Not only we will seek him, we will do things for him. So this is one of the things we need to do. If, we, if there are little uh, areas in our lives that need, uh, I'll say, rust on, on the... Uh, Workings, we need to chip the rust off or scrape it off and make sure we're nice and shiny again. Okay. Verse 8, he has shown the old oh, read it from the ample. He has shown the old man what is good and what does the Lord require of thee but do justly and to walk and to love kindness and mercy. Kindness and mercy. This speaks of what we need to, how we need to treat others. Are you kind and mercy towards that individual? This is our obligation. This is an obligation we have. To care for people who don't care for us. Okay? Doing unto others as God has done unto you. Well, let's think a moment. How has God treated you? If he's blessed you, then you need to bless someone or bless others. Has God forgiven you? Then we need to forgive others. Forgive others. Has God lifted you up when you were down? Then we need to lift up someone that are down. Has God overlooked your faults? Then we need to look, overlook other ones' faults. This is a quality that we all need to make to be beautiful in other people's eyes. Mercy. You know, I know we see a lot of people on the streets. There's a lot of homeless people on the streets. Boy, last night they'll hope they'll get found a good shelter. But... uh, we need to have mercy upon other people. True. You know, you know. I'm not saying you do this all the time, but uh, I got nailed twice on this one. I was corrected twice on this one. Uh, we've told, told you about uh, 
go out, going out and ha getting something to eat at one of these fast food places. And uh, we pick some stuff up. And, uh, we started eating it, and you know, I ate mine, but the wife says, I'm, I'm full. She said, look, there's a guy over there that, by the bus stop, a homeless guy. Why don't we just go over there and give, give it to him? No, oh, come on now. Who, you know? Yeah, it's half, half, yeah, tri-strip sandwich. Tell you what, so pulled, went and drive, took, make a U-turn and go up. U-turn in the right spot, John. <laughs> Turned around and came back and gave him the, the tri-tip sandwich. The guy was thankful for it. So that's showing mercy to somebody. Another time we were uh, coming out of Costco there, you know, we're, a lot of people are, you got uh, a couple, three fast food restaurants, and there was a couple, a couple, male and female together. So let's go through the line. I said, we just got through eating. Let's go through the line. <laughs> Get not, no, what's not the kids' package, you know, the, what's that? Kids' meal. Let's get, get a meal like we would get. So we got the hamburgers and the french fries, the large drink. He said, okay, we got it. And said, what are we going to do? Drive around, stop in front of these two kids. Hey, you need something to eat. They're grateful, didn't you know? They were on the road this way, and you know, if they're, if they're on the road that way, they don't have that, that kind of money to buy those things. So they didn't have a sign, feed me, or you know, I'm out of work, or that type of thing. They, they were just there, you know. So, show mercy. Amen. Oh, well, okay. Well, showing mercy. Well, I never thought, both, I got nailed both times on that one, you know. Um, so, we need to show mercy to people. Well, that's what he says. He has shown thee, O man, what is good. And what the Lord requires you to do justly and to love mercy or have mercy. Wow. I recall one, uh, not, not tooting my horn, but uh, uh, a couple years back. John used to have this uh, military jacket. He always wore it. And he came in one night, where's your jacket? I gave it away. Somebody needed a jacket. That's showing mercy to somebody. You know, there's things that we have, you know, as you see somebody that needs it, you know, the Lord gives you the opportunity to give. I've given a couple of Bibles away that way. Yeah. You know, not in churches, but, you know, that I knew that, that they would appreciate it. So, you need to do something. Show some mercy. Because if you show mercy, the Lord's surely going to give you some mercy. What you, what you give to the Lord or to others, he'll give back to you. Press down, running over. Okay. And what's this third thing he said? Let's see. One, to do justly. Two, to, to have mercy. And three, to walk humbly with thy God. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Humility is the absence of pride. And self-assertion. 
to have a right view of yourself because you have a right view of God. Humility enables you to be who you are in Christ Jesus. And all these wonderful qualities will come forth. The characteristics that we need to do as we walk on this earth. I say, well, they're not just in name a Christian or a believer, but they are a doer. They do the things that a Christian does. So what does God want from us? And I'm going to tell you, we're going to close right now. My wife says, what? She's looking at her watch. I'm looking at my watch. Whatever. It's cold in here. I'm serious. So what does God want from us? Justice, mercy, and humility. Rightly to be understood. These are three words form the total of what Christianity is. Amen. Amen. Having a true gift of Christmas. What are you seeking? Where are you looking? What are you to give? Amen. Glory to God. Giving presents should not be a problem. Okay. Oh. That's all right. Everybody's stand around the, the heaters. <laughs> Anybody have a testimony this morning? Did you have a testimony this morning or early? What was it? I didn't hear it.